everyone, Jane A here from Your Way Weight Loss. And today we have a special guest with us. We have the host of the podcast, Tips with Tony, registered dietitian and author of Once Upon a Diet, Tony. Boop, 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 boop. Hey, Tony. <laughs> Hi, thank you for having me. I'm obsessed with your energy. And I love that intro, by the way. I never saw the visuals before. So oh, awesome. <laughs> I like forget that those are there. We need to yeah. change those. No, they're great. Oh. They're great. <laughs> Actually, we were just uh, talking in another podcast. I'm like, are we like updating our podcast in 2022? Is that a part of our like our new? Uh, and then I'm like, but where do we find another song? Like, that's how we like know nothing. I'm like, yeah. this is the one song we've used for like three years. Oh, God. If you I don't know if you've ever listened to my podcast. The intro is a jingle and everyone tells me that it gets caught in their head. And I've thought about changing it to so it sounds a little bit more modern and explains a little bit more about who I am and what I do. Some intros I listen to are like spot on. But the jingle just like I can't I can't take it out. I think people would get upset with me if I took it out. <laughs> I know, I know what you mean. I thought I heard that as well. But do you know what? <laughs> Tips with Tony is so easy to remember. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I can't change it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Tony, good job on that uh, that Thank title. You. I like it. I like Thank that. you. Um, well, first of all, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Time is our most precious resource and we appreciate you taking the time to chat with our audience. You are our very first registered dietitian. So that is super exciting. Yay. I'm very excited. That's amazing. Um, so I'm going to just like jump right in. We have so many questions and talking is our favorite thing. Um, okay. So I have, I know that you had your own personal weight loss kind of journey, I would love for you to share kind of like a little bit about who you are, how you got to be where you're at, what made you decide to be a registered dietitian? Tell us everything. Yeah. How long do we have? Because that could be like the whole... I know. <laughs> I'll Both try to notes. keep it short. Yeah, I'll keep it short. Um, So I grew up overweight and very insecure. I tied my weight to my worth very early on. It's basically kept followed me everywhere. Like I just felt like I wasn't going to get on varsity until I lost the weight. I wasn't going to get a boyfriend until I lost the weight. Um, I wasn't pretty enough to have good enough friends until I lost the weight. So I really did think that my weight was everything. And because I felt that way, I treated it as everything. Meaning like when I was lose, trying to lose weight, I was either under eating or overeating or excessively exercising. And I was just on this constant vicious cycle. And it was really not it wasn't I wasn't happy. I didn't find the confidence like nothing was working. Um, and if anything, I was just more miserable, I was more tired, more frustrated. And because I was now aware of it, it's like it was so in my face. And it was really, really upsetting. So long story short, I decided to go to school to be a registered dietitian because I literally wanted to learn how to eat and how to fix me. <laughs> Which I know a lot of people have done that in all, you know, a lot of different fields, they tend to do that. So I went to school to become a registered dietitian. And after many years of kind of restricting, under eating, over exercising and staying in that cycle, I finally just let go of that. And instead of focusing on how food was going to make me look, I started to focus on how it would make me feel. And that's when I found balance in my eating habits. So that's literally what I do today is when we, you know, people who are within the six months of food freedom program or who work with a dietitian on my team, we're really taking from that them from this place of you know, body insecurity, low confidence, disordered eating patterns, you know, going on all these different diets or creating kind of their own, and really just taking to this place of balance, um, finding what foods fit best for them and their lifestyle, and creating something that's sustainable. And more importantly, that they feel good in it. Um, and they feel good doing it. And it's flexible, and they can go in all stages of life. And it's not just like a, you know, one time fleeting thing, and then they are chasing that forever and ever and ever. So 
That's the shortest version I've ever said. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, I, there were so many great points there. And I love that you touched on your weight and your worth. And I can really connect with that. Um, Jose and I actually have both had our own weight loss journey. So we've both lost 70 pounds um, and have been keeping it off for years, whatever. And we both went through the, the cycle of, you know, the dieting and the crazy restricting and the, you know, tr- over-exercising and under-eating and all those things. So we, we, you know, we went through our own kind of diet trauma. It's similar. Mm-hmm to you. Um, and I can so associate, I can so relate and connect to you with your worth and not feeling like worthy of experiences because I wasn't thin enough yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people can connect with that. And they think that I, I know a lot of people feel like they need to hate themselves into weight loss. Yeah. And it's actually the opposite. Like it's actually, you have to like do it out of love and it's like who you want to be and how you want to feel and not yeah. how you want to look. So for me, it was the part of the feel versus the look. That's a huge part of what we do at your weight loss. It's like, it's not a look, it's not a number. Mm-hmm. It's a feeling. That's mm-hmm. what you're chasing. Like your feet, you, you want to be that person, not that look, you know? Yeah. Because when you do it, when you're chasing a number or you make it about like the weights, the main, like, kind of focus focus yeah it's so disappointing because you never feel like it's enough and then you have to go to more extremes and more extremes and more extremes and it's this ongoing chase and it's like waiting to be happy when and then the sad part is is you're not even happy when you get there because it's such a flip of a moment and then you realize oh crap now I have to continue to do all the things that I was doing to keep this up and it gets exhausting you know and so it's really great when you can finally take a step back from that and realize that you know often your body will arrive at a place where it's kind of meant to be when you start to take care of it better and so what we try to do and I know what you guys do as well is like really just focus on helping people just take care of themselves better (laughs) put themselves first in a way that's not in this like crazy intense strict rigid way but more so just a balanced nurturing caring way and being honest with yourself and really asking yourself what is it that I want what is it that I need and how can I give that to myself I'm so happy to hear all of this like that you know that we're approaching weight loss in this way. So kudos to all three badass women that we are today. <laughs> um, because, you know, there's not a lot of that showing up on social media or, and I think that we definitely are helping humans be happier and not thinner. Mm-hmm. I think that we're helping them be happier and yay us for no going through that and recognizing that there was a way for us to be able to lose the weight in a sustainable way, keep it off while prioritizing being happy. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that everyone is doing that. I don't think society's working on that. I think that it's either we're on a weight loss journey and we're like you said, like white knuckling it six week detox, like just Mm -hmm. like those words, Mm -hmm. Um, like all of those things that are quick weight loss and, and we're here kind of proof that like you lose the weight, you keep it off and what you can be happy, not feel deprived. Like, Oh yeah. And I think that's the the main thing I think people miss is that the word health, they fixate so much, so much on the physical and so much on just like your nutrition and like, yeah, your physical health is part of your health, but your mental health is equally as a part of it. And so when you're going to try to be healthier, it's not weight loss doesn't make you healthier. It's certain behaviors can yield weight loss that can make you healthier, but you can truly be healthy at all sizes. It's all about how you take care of both your mental and your physical health. And I think that's what gets so missed is some people are so fixated on one or the other or one at, at sacrificing for sacrificing the other. And that's where it becomes unsustainable. Yep. Yeah. We're on the um, same page. 
Okay, so you mentioned it here and I saw, you know, I saw um, in one of your posts, you had mentioned it, the difference between, you know, the all or nothing versus the balanced. Mm. So I'm curious, how would you define balance? Yeah, that's what everyone needs to define themselves. So, you know, for some people, balanced eating is, I mean, well, let me backtrack. First of all, when I'm saying all or nothing, I think this also gets a little bit um, confusing because you do have to kind of go all in on the process, like all in on just being the better version of yourself. But it's like not doing it to the extreme where you're going at 100% because we lose steam, we lose energy, right? So it's all more so about being consistent and trying to find out what does that look like for you where you're able to be consistent, where you're still putting in the work and getting the results in return, but you're not feeling like oh, I can't do this forever, right? And so it's kind of figuring out what your level of balance is within that. Um, so for some people, that's, you know, for them, a, a balanced lifestyle is, you know, eating um more nutrient dense foods than not and moving their body like three to five times a week. You know, for other people, it might be they, you know, drink alcohol only on the weekends, or they allow themselves to have a glass every night, or no, they don't drink at all, because they prefer they don't like to drink and they have, you know, they prefer sweets, or for some, it's like they don't even like sweets, they like fried food. So it's like, how do we fit in the fried food without it overtaking that's all of your eating, right? So it's, Finding the balance within yourself of your lifestyle, your likes, your dislikes of where we do need to eat nutrient dense foods because it really does make us feel better. It's like our body's way instead of having to take medication, we can just eat our fruits and veggies and lean proteins and, you know, healthy fats and getting a variety of all different nutrients but then also making room for those foods that really help with just, you know, our soul. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, we just like coming out of the holidays, um, you know, like, you know, pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving. It's like, the best part for me, but where somebody else might think like the stuffing's the best part, or somebody else might think that the cranberry sauce is the best part, whatever it is, it's learning how to put in your favorites while balancing out um, the stuff that's also going to make you feel really good on a physical level. Yep. Finding your way. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's exactly, you know, that that's basically why we don't give our members rules. We don't tell them yeah. what they need to eat because yeah. what's worth it to you isn't worth it to me. And we're grown ass adults and we mm -hmm. should be able to choose what mm -hmm. works for us and what's balanced for me isn't necessarily balanced for you. Yeah. And, you know, it's such a pendulum pendulum and people need to like, you know, not a pendulum. Um, pendulum. No. Like pendulum? A scale. Oh, my dear. <laughs> so I'm Francaise. If you're like, what is happening? What they're saying? Moi, je suis Francaise. So that's why she's like, oh, Dieu, because I say, oh, Dieu. Oh, it's amazing. She's making fun of me and she's using her friend. I'm making so. fun of myself. Okay. So now I want to thank you so much. I like all of that is so good. And we can talk about that forever. But I want to like use and abuse your registered dietitian -ness right now. Yeah. And I want to like, I have some like, let, okay, I want to talk about um okay let's talk about where do we start dairy okay dairy dairy has like such a kind of a bad rap like mm -hmm. you know do should we stay away from dairy is it really causing all this inflammation is it causing jose to poop her pants like <laughs> well i mean like i don't i'm not sure what your philosophy on it is but where you know with anything it's always dependent on the person so if someone is first of all if they're lactose intolerant yeah like dairy is probably not going to be the best although there's certain cheeses like hard cheeses you might be able to tolerate all of that um there's this saying the the damage is in the dose 
And so if someone, you know, has an intolerance or a sensitivity, they might be able to have a little bit without feeling any sort of issues with their gut or bowel movements or, you know, feeling kind of like unwell. Um, some people do experience kind of um, acne from too much dairy, but it really does is dependent on the person. It's not we can't say that all dairy is bad, quote unquote, or, you know, causes inflammation, because that's actually not true. The thing that happens, like anyone is like, if they are feeling if there's something going on in their gut, right, and there's, um, you know, some sort of I don't want to get too technical here, but like dysbiosis or discomfort, oh, okay. or just like the bacteria is kind of not in equilibrium, let's say, Um and then they have something like dairy, then it might irritate it. But what that doesn't, what that means is that their gut needs healing. It doesn't mean that the dairy is bad necessarily. It might need, it means that there's something that's going on in their gut that we need to take a look at. So it's irritating it. But once you heal your gut, you might be able to tolerate the dairy, right? So that's the difference between like a sensitivity or like an intolerance. And then obviously if you're allergic, then the answer is no, but um, it's nothing is universally good or bad with any food at all. And you really just need to figure out like how dairy makes you feel. Is it the dairy itself or is it the amount that you're consuming or the type that you're consuming, you know? Um, and that's, that's where it's not necessary to just take it out. If you've just heard, oh, it's bad. It causes inflammation. Then that's not something that you want to do because what happens with that is that you, now you get rid of dairy and then you get rid of gluten and then you get rid of nuts and then you get rid of seeds. And then you, you're just like restrict, 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 because you keep hearing that this is bad and it might cause inflammation. And now you have nothing left to eat. And I can say that because that's what I, that's what I did. And it was really, really torturous. <laughs> I feel sad. I was sad for you. I listened to that podcast. I felt sad for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So like what could help us heal like uh, our guts, like probiotics? Is that something that could help with this? Tell us about your opinion on probiotics. So it really, it really does depend. I mean, there's some universal probiotics that you can take, but sometimes it's so tricky. That's where actually, um, where if someone's really having like really, really bad gut issues, I actually have a functional dietitian on my team who I would refer to because they might need to do like further testing to kind of see like what's going on. And sometimes a probiotic might make it worse. Like we don't, we don't know. Sometimes it can cause you to have more, but like if depending on like, you know, if you're having like more diarrhea versus constipation, it could make you have diarrhea and maybe you're already having loose stools. So we definitely don't want to add to that. Can't um, get looser. Yeah. So it, it really is really is dependent. I would say in general, though, for anyone who struggles with gut issues, especially if you're having problems like moving your bowels, like basic things that you can do is having three balanced meals a day. Um, including a carbohydrate, a protein and a healthy fat, a complex carb, a lean protein and a healthy fat, and then throw in some like color if you want like a fruit or a veggie, and try to just do three balanced meals a day, lots of water, make sure you're getting enough sleep, managing your stress. These are basic things that a lot of people actually aren't doing, that they don't realize can really help with just their general functions of their gut. Because also too, the gut likes variety. And that's another reason why dieting can be so damaging to the gut, because now you're on this very restrictive eating pattern. So you're eating the same foods every day. There's not a lot of variety. Um, and then 
also you're um, stressed out because <laughs> you're trying so badly to lose this weight and that's all you can focus and think about. And those two things together just make for a not great combo in the gut. And so everyone has different symptoms, but it could be not having bowel movements, loose stool, like it could be a whole bunch of things. I feel like we we hear more about our members like struggling to go to the washroom. That seems to be a thing. I, I think a lot of time when they first start, they naturally, they increase their protein significantly. I think what happens and they maybe are reducing their carbs because that's what they, because that's what they think they, they should do when they're trying to lose weight and therefore they're reducing their fiber. And then I mm-hmm. think like, because they do it so quick, I think that is what happens and members do get constipated at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Well, so yeah, I mean, it, it could be so yeah, so obviously, if you're not going to the bathroom, you want to slowly increase, increase your dietary fiber. So that's where complex carbohydrates are really important. So it's not excluding carbs, but including more of the complex carbohydrates, like things like oatmeal or sweet potato, um, like nuts and seeds and, and legumes. And when you slowly do that with your water, you will probably water. start to go more regularly. Water moving your body. Yeah, like- moving your body. And then if you're going too much, then maybe you went a little too fast, or maybe you maybe you're having too many uh, like cruciferous vegetables, things like broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage. They're great. They're amazing. Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts. But if you do too much too quick, you might be like going way too much. You may be going way like to the bathroom way too much. I'll give you a quick rule of thumb. So it's called the rule of three. So if you are going, if it's more than three days that you haven't had a bowel movement, that's bit that's bad news bears. Like that's when we want to, you know, we got to take a look at what's going on. Um, um, if you're going to the bathroom three more times, three times in a day, that's also something we want to look at. So, right. So we want to make sure we're going to the bathroom one to two times a day, max th- three or more where it's like, okay, that might be too much. Um, if we're going, if we're not going every three days, that's not great either. Um, and then what else? The other one? Oh, and if it takes you more than three wipes, it's too loose. Mm. <laughs> um, and it shouldn't take you more than three minutes. Oh my God. Can you say that louder for my husband? (laughs) It should take you more than three minutes. Although (laughs) I'm positive that my boyfriend just chills on the, on the toilet. He's not, he's, he's gone, but he just sits there just to like watch YouTube. Absolutely. The pooping itself was less than three minutes. I'm like, there's no way there's still poop. If the, if actually, if it took that long, you didn't need to poop. Yeah. I agree. I just go when it's like go time. You he know also what I mean? always needs to poop when it's like cleanup time. Yes, of course. Um, um, okay, I feel like we need to use Tony Jose. I feel like this is our moment to talk about your poop. I think this is <laughs> this is the moment we've been waiting for. I feel like Tony is here. Let's <laughs> let's lay it out there. Let's tell her everything. What's going I feel- on? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so. <laughs> I mean, my pooping issues are getting are better than when we you remember when uh, I'm talking to Alicia right now. But remember that time where I was like, it's serious or something yeah, it was- really bad happening. Um, this was like in August. And I was like, I think it's just a bug. You know, there's something weird happening, um, which I still agree to a certain extent. I just feel like maybe for sure my gut is trying to tell me that I consume something that makes it hurt. And like, mm. it's like. Like I just had, I just had, um, I just had lunch and I know it's probably roasted red pepper dip, which is a dip that's made out of dairy. The the first ingredient is sour cream. Yeah. Mm. So it's basically like a dip. It's it's also what I use for uh, a salad dressing. I basically use it seven times a day. She she drinks Mm. it. Mm. I drink it. Mm -hmm. Anyways, Mm -hmm. I love it so much. So I'm willing to just um, suffer 
and um, not suffer, but I'm willing to have diarrhea for the rest of my life so that I don't have to give up on my roasted red pepper dip. It legit is like the best thing ever. Um, just like even before we started, I was like, I'm not sure if how my gut feels is going to make me run to the bathroom or it's just going to pass. And it mm. Okay, um, good. Yes. So I mean, Alicia was obviously like, uh, you need, but I already pooped twice today. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. only 12 p.m. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, two, three times a day for sure. Okay. Um, I don't know where to, I, I, I don't want to fix me. So that's really- what I was going to say. Here's the other piece. It's like, I don't think you're ready to be like, okay, I'm going to eliminate this. I'm going to figure out this. I'm going to do that. I don't think mm. that you care enough right now to like make a change. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Well, I mean- do you want some advice or no? Of course. Of course okay. I want advice. Okay. Well, it's, well, Alicia's right. Like, if you don't want to change, like, nothing's going to happen, right? We're not. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, no magic. Um, at the same time, you might be surprised that you don't have to restrict so much that you think you do. Because I think a lot of people, what happens is, is when they are having stomach issues, they think they need to do, like, an elimination diet or they'll try something like Whole30. And you actually don't have to go to that extreme to figure out what's going on. What, I mean, if you got some sort of, it's not fun, but a stool test can tell you a lot. Um, it's pretty expensive, but they're, they're, it's worth it because it. then you can decide like, okay, maybe you just need to, if you like are obsessed with this dip and you don't want to not take it, then you just take a supplement when you take it and it just makes it a lot easier on you. You know, Wait, I just like, want you to do the stool <laughs> test so that we get the story of you collecting your shit. Like yeah. that, I, I will pay the money for the test to hear the story of you collecting your poop. I can just see the little scientist with my poop and he's like, is this roasted red pepper dip or is this poop? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Okay, this is good. This is good. This is good. Okay, so here's what happened. And I agree with you, Tony, because there was a point where I used to eat a salad every day Mm. and it was salad and coffee. Mm. Oh, that combo. Well, you might have, there's also two, like, so here's the thing. A lot of people get diagnosed with what's called IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, where it's either diarrhea, constipation, or both. So C, B, or D. All that to say, a lot of times when someone's diagnosed with IBS, it's because they weren't clearly diagnosed with something else, like celiac disease or Crohn's disease, something like a lot more clear. And so then you just get lumped into this category that it's like, good luck. Well, you know, that's what Alicia said. I'm like, um, do I have IBS? And she's like, even if you did, there's like nothing. Like, it's not like there's like a. You probably do. But then you, it's like, it's either that or you have something which you should. Have you gone to a gastroenterologist? Absolutely not. So, I mean, you, you might also, that's another thing too. That's so sad is a lot of people do think it's something like IBS is like this forever thing, but it might be something like H. pylori, which with an antibiotic, you'd be fine. Like, you know, you that's where it's like, sometimes there's something that's so clear that actually there really is like, okay, just take these, take this pill or these supplements and it's actually, you're going to be fine. Like you don't have to change your whole diet and lifestyle. And then there's things that are like, oh, if it's celiac disease, you're allergic to gluten. Like, okay, you really actually, you know, you have to now dedicate your life to making those changes, but it's at a benefit. So you don't get, you know, sicker down the line, you know? So I think knowing, always knowing the root is always going to be helpful. Yes, um, of course. And basically, so what what I was saying is that I changed my meal and now it's a wrap that has roasted red pepper in it, but way less than in my salad. Mm-hmm. Cause I just like, kind of like put it on the wrap. Whereas the salad, yeah. I'm like, 
You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. like a spoon and And you've spoon. noticed the difference? I have noticed the difference for sure. Like I have for sure less Could diarrhea you make now that, that I change my meal. Could you make that dip and maybe make it? I wonder if like you use Greek yogurt instead of sour cream, even though it's still dairy. I just wonder if it'd be right, like different in the texture, consistency, ingredients. Now we're we laughing. We need to tell you something. <laughs> the word make and Jose are not, they don't go together. Okay, so you want to buy make meals? I do not cook. Where, where, where do you live? <laughs> you know me. Yeah. No, I wanted. To, is there a Trader Joe's by you? You no, we're Canadian. Canada. We're Canadian. You're Canadian. That's what I thought. So you guys don't have a Trader Joe's. They definitely have a dairy-free option of whatever you're looking for. They do. It's higher in calories. She doesn't like it as much. I've created a recipe that is uh, the the copycat version. It's basically like do or die. It's like this. This is like this is her thing. Okay. Okay, but wait, there's another piece to this. And we, you, I want you to talk about this as well because I listened to your podcast on bloating, okay? Mm-hmm. Right, let's talk and about bloating. quite literally, every tip that you gave was Jose Cormier, the opposite of what Jose does. So that <laughs> could help with her digestion as yes. well. Yes, yes. So let's yes. switch to bloating. What are okay. your tips on how to reduce bloating? Well, we already identified that there's there's clear triggers and culprits for some that if we were to just eliminate those or be mindful of the amount of those, that would probably help, but we're not going to go there outside of that. <laughs> um, I would definitely say, well, you are, we also talked about too, like sometimes a lot of people think that they need to be having more like cruciferous vegetables, like to build up bulk. But if you're bloated, that's going to be really uncomfortable. Even drinking lots of water when feeling bloated, also really uncomfortable. So if you're really feeling that bloat, be mindful of, you know, check in, am I bloated because maybe I didn't drink enough water or am I bloated because I drink too much water? Like, you know, so check in with that. Um, I think the biggest thing that people miss is that bloating often also comes from stress. And if we're not managing our stress and the basic thing is like getting adequate sleep, we don't realize how much it affects so many, so much of our lifestyle. So getting quality rich sleep, whatever that means for you, for you, for whoever I'm talking to, whoever's listening to this, maybe you're struggling with getting five hours a night. So work towards six, even though ultimately we want to get to like seven to nine, whatever, doesn't matter. Consistency always wins. So don't get overwhelmed by like that. You haven't, you know, you're super stressed out and you're not sleeping at all. And now I'm telling you to sleep seven to nine hours a night. No, just consistently work your way up to maybe six hours a night. Um, And then try to start your day with some sort of quiet time, mindfulness, five minutes, just meditation, deep breathing, and stress management alone will actually help with your bloating tremendously, tremendously, because our gut is always talking to our brain and our brain's talking to our gut and it's really, really connected. Um, So I would say monitor and also too, if you're not, if you're bloated because you haven't been going to the bathroom, then slowly increase your fiber and if you've been going too much and you're now you're bloated, then slowly decrease your fiber. So just be mindful of that. And fiber is in food, anything that comes from a plant. Um, so anything from the ground, fruits, veggies, nuts, seeds, legumes, whole grains, um, those are going to, they're usually going to contain fiber. So if you wanted to know about like what foods have fiber, if it comes from the ground, it has fiber. If it walks on land or swims in the ocean, no fiber. So proteins don't, don't have any fiber. Perfect. Um, Okay. Tell us about chewing. This is important. Oh, yes. Yes. And chew your food really, 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 really well. Um, Eat slower and eat mindfully. That's also going to help with bloating as well. So without distractions, 
yeah, chew, 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 chew. Slow. Um, and slow chewing. Slow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm not good at this by the way. So I can give the, you know, we're as a dietitian, like we know what to do, but that we're also human. So, um, and a lot of times you might be rushing from, you know, this or that or this appointment or whatever. So as long, if you practice with one meal a day, that's why I think your mornings are your best bet. If you can focus on a good sleep routine, a good morning routine, and just practice mindful, slow eating with your breakfast, that's going to build up consistency. And so even if throughout the day things get a little crazy, you don't chew your food really well, kind of um, start with that. But will chewing your food help your digestion? Like, does that Im- does the amount that you chew your food impact your digestion? It will. It will help you to. It might help with like less bloating. It's why, like, when someone also another thing you can do when you're bloated is, you know, if you're really uncomfortable having things like smoothies or things like you know that are already broken down for you, that's going to help because then your stomach doesn't have to do a lot of the work, hmm. right? Oh. Because it's going to be secreting juices and enzymes and things to help the digestive process, but it won't need to work as hard if the food's already digested for you. But either way, you're going to digest the food, like the nutrients in the food the same, but it's just how how it feels going down. Okay. Um, I really want a poop test from you. I really (laughs) want a poop test from you. You just... (laughs) Stop it. Okay, so I want to ask you one more thing. I would love to know your opinion on artificial sweeteners. Okay, um, so like everyone, it, it's really, it depends on the person. I'm, I hate to use that answer all the time, but it no, really no, love that no, answer. Yeah, we love that answer. Favorite answer. That's, so yes, our whole well, program is your way. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. So um, speaking of bloating, for some people, depending on the artificial sweetener, it might cause digestive issues. It might cause some bloat and discomfort. And so for that, I would tell them to avoid the artificial That's sweeteners. Me. Is there yeah. like a better one than is like one better than the other? Well, there's more and more coming out where they're they're not technically artificial. Like you okay. can do um like oh made God. from a plant. Yeah, yeah. Even so some of them are, are kind of a little bit better. Um so you can experiment with that. But the ones that are like straight, like um made in a lab, probably gonna cause the bloat. Okay. Yeah. With that said, um they are calorie free. So if you're someone who is, um, you know, maybe you love a sweet, sweet coffee. And instead of putting lots of sugar in your coffee, maybe you want to do like an artificial (laughs) sweetener Um, instead, not that you can't have a sweet, sweet coffee, but if it's a daily thing, then you have to be mindful of, you know, everyone's different, but on average, we don't really want more than like 22 grams of added sugar a day right so it's really easy especially in like syrups and coffees to get that 22 grams just in your coffee where as like I would rather have it in like a kombucha you know so um something like that or my yogurt might be a little sweetened but it's still yogurt so it's still you know what I mean so um or like I like to have a little bit of chocolate at the end of the night so like for me I rather have my sugars in that um but that's where it comes down to the individual so I will say it's we if we um, eat our food too, we're going to feel more full, whereas the sugar in a lot of our drinks, we're not even going to feel it. So it's really just the taste. And that's really all, all, that, all that it is. But getting an artificial sweetener is obviously going to save on calories. Um, with that said, if you're using it to like, for example, like a Diet Coke in the middle of the day and not eating, um, that's going to backfire. 
you know? So at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we're still listening to our hunger and we're not choosing to have these things that are sugary free, sugar free or calorie free as a substitute to real food. That's that most of the time, that's what our body needs and our body wants. Um, so some, some side effects some people might have with artificial sweeteners are bloating. Um, I get migraines actually from them. So I, I choose not to have them. Occasionally I might, the other day, um, this latte I got was just like not good. So I threw a Splenda in there and it made it more digestible. And I was driving for like eight hours. So I really needed to pick me up. So, but it wasn't like an everyday thing, but that's what, that works for me. You know, everyone's different. Um, so yeah, so it really depends as for like these claims that it causes cancer. That's a straight up lie. Once again, the damage is always in the dose and those studies are showing like tons and tons and tons on rats that like the dose it's like what a human would have to consume of that is is ridiculous and even that doesn't show cause and effect because of the experiments on rats and not on humans <laughs> yeah, so, happy to hear this yeah yeah so it really like the other thing too i'll say is uh, one thing i talk about a lot on my podcast and just even on my social media accounts and everything is it's not the choice that's good or bad, quote unquote, but it's the mindset behind it. So like if you're choosing these artificial sweeteners because you're trying to get as little calories as low as possible and you're trying to restrict as much as you can and you're afraid of eating any sort of sugar, then we want to take a bigger look at that. But if you're more so you have a healthy relationship with food and you're kind of just like, you know what, I don't, you know, it's not worth it to me to add sugar to this. I'd rather have a cake later or whatever <laughs> like so you know then then it's different so you we always want to be mindful of kind of why your, yeah your intentions yeah your intentions what are your right. intentions behind drinking that diet soda in the middle yeah. of the afternoon is it to suppress the real hunger you're exactly. feeling like mm -hmm. it's just and mm -hmm. why are you doing that so that mm -hmm. you're like in a deficit of thousands so that you're, yeah. you, you're melting away like exactly that conversation i think and instead and that conversation is not as sexy as just saying don't do it or do it Right. But you need a conversation. Like I can't just tell you yes or no. I need to know why you're doing this. What what's in your mind? Like what are your thoughts when you're there are many times there are people like, oh, I wanted to do that and then I didn't. And then they're like, Was that the right decision? I'm like, I don't know. Why did you want to? Why did mm -hmm. you choose not to? Like there's mm -hmm. a conversation. I can't mm -hmm. just how did mm -hmm. you feel? Why did you choose not to? Um, so someone would say something like, Oh, I know what my issue is, you know, I drink Pepsi, and I'm like, Why do you think that? Mm -hmm. Like, why do you think that? And then, cause I want to go really to the root. Oh, because Pepsi's bad. Why do you think that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like, so, because why do the, the reason you're where you are is not, it's not all about what you eat. It's how you think. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And it's never one food choice. Never, it's never, everyone. Yeah. I mean, we're all on the same page. Oh, we're so yeah. happy to find you because <laughs> it's so important that we find women, especially like we've had a ton of of guests, and they're all men, and they're all on this. Like we're, I mean, we can't all agree on every single aspect that everyone, like, you know what I mean? But I mean, we like the, the big part, the value and the intention yeah. of why we show up on social media, I, I think is the same. Totally. Yeah, totally. No, it's really refreshing. It's yeah. so amazing to hear you share and have conversations and to just all, what I heard from you was just like, make your own choices, listen to your body, find what works for you, create a way to do this so you can feel comfortable in your skin, but it doesn't take over your entire existence and all of your thoughts. And it's yeah. just, it's amazing. Yay. Okay. Let's finish with uh, talking about your book. Once upon a diet. Yes. 
yeah tell us about this is this brand new tell us a little bit first of all how exciting how exciting like good for you congratulations like you wrote a book I can only imagine how big of a project that was it was huge it took two years I'm gonna just pull it up here I don't think people can see but I'm just so proud of it oh it's beautiful Um, oh it's a sucker as a heart yeah, with it's like a shattered glass with like and it shatters. On the oh, back. it's beautiful. It's really nice, Tony. Good job, girl. Thank you. So I um back in February 2020, I gave a TED talk called Once Upon a Diet. And I talked about the parallels between dieting, dating, and romantic relationships and how we tend to treat them the same. And so when I was going to give that talk, I only had eight minutes to speak. And I realized, well, eight minutes is not a long time. <laughs> I have a lot to say. So very early on in this podcast, when I was introducing myself, I kind of shared how I tied my weight to my worth. And I mentioned how I felt like I wasn't worthy. I wasn't going to get a boyfriend until I lost the weight. Well, messages like that were actually directly told to me. So if you don't lose the weight, you're never going to get a boyfriend. It's also what I grew up seeing. I grew up in the 90s. You know, I watched all the Disney movies. I never once saw any movie or Disney princess with a bigger body getting the guy. It was just the messaging growing up, looking up to people like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera, just these thin, thin bodies were the ones who were finding, were getting love, acceptance, attention. So I internalized that very early on. And so as I went about my you know, trying to lose the weight in my back of my mind, it was always like, because I wanted to, you know, find love. And, you know, I wanted to get married one day, and I wanted a boyfriend, and I wanted to, you know, experience all that, but I couldn't do it until I lost the weight. And so many people before they start working with us in the six months of food freedom program, they themselves go around from like diet to diet, hoping each one is, you know, quote, unquote, the one. Um, And I make the analogy, and I say like that, they basically go around like Cinderella stepsisters trying to jam their feet into something that clearly didn't work for them or wasn't a good fit for them. Um, and so the the short end of this is that I really want people to kind of figure out what works best for them using the once upon a diet method. So the once upon a diet method is a seven step method, which is really just going to help you to become introspective, aware, understand your patterns. Why is it that you keep dating the same guys with the same name, but just a different face, right? That's what I did. Um, you know, why do we try this diet and this diet, but it's basically the same diet, just in a different book. You know, why do we continue to repeat these patterns looking outside ourselves when really our body, our mind, our heart or soul it's all screaming and talking to us we just have to learn to listen to it right so that ultimately is what I help people to do using the once upon a diet method sharing you know stories about myself stories about clients um, and giving like real life tips and examples to really just find help you to find your way like how mm-hmm. you guys say so um and realizing that it's not about the weight right it's more so about the behaviors the habits you know those are the things that are going to yield you to be a healthier and happier person regardless of the number on the scale and regardless of your relation- relationship status oh. so fun so fun okay yeah. so so where can we find your book it's on amazon so you fun. can get paperback kindle version or audio i mean amazon's my favorite place yeah um, <laughs> And then, okay, tell our audience if they want to take in more Tony, where can they find you? Where can they take it all in? Um, I'm pretty um, busy on Instagram. So you can find me there at tips underscore with underscore Tony with an I. And then I also have my podcast as well. Tips with Tony. So just a tip with Tony. Yeah, all the tips. <laughs> all yeah. the tips. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was fun. Thank you we so much so for appreciate, having me. No, we really appreciate your time. It was such a good chat. And uh, stay tuned for Jose's poop results. Oh, my <laughs> God, <laughs> you guys. Is this a part of my success in 2022, Alicia? Yes. Oh, yes. my God. Figure out my poop issues. I'm going to send you a kit in the mail. Oh, my oh, God. God. 
Can we order that on Amazon? Amazon Absolutely. Prime. <laughs> you know, well, I could hook you up with my dietitian if you really want. She's a functional dietitian. She'll get you. She'll get you good. <laughs> she'll get me good. She'll like get me a poop test. Yeah, she'll get you a poop cat test. And do then I send it the into America? To I send I know, that's it, to America. That's, so you would do it. In, you would do it in Canada. She would give you the instructions. I'll she talk give to you her. the instructions. Yeah. I cannot wait to get these via email, please. Um, okay, thank you so much, Tony. Um, all right, everyone, follow us on TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. Instagram under your way weight loss or join us at your way, our support.com. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Bye leash. Bye.